Welcome to the Grace's Brave Podcast. Hey there, it's great to be with you. Hope you've had a great Easter and everything's going well for you today in this seventh episode of the Grace's Brave Podcast. Be brave. We're going to be talking about giving grace to assholes. <laughs> See, maybe you're listening and for you, it's your mother-in-law. Or maybe for you, it's your boss, or it's your sister, or it's your brother, or it's your neighbor, or it's your coworker. There's somebody probably in your life go where you would say, you know what? Wow, this person is really hard to give grace to because they get under your skin. They just have a way of making you upset, of pulling your strings. And it's difficult, it's hard, and we struggle with that because I think for most people, you want to be gracious, you want to be kind, you want to be patient, you want to be understanding. But then there's these other people that you bump into in your life and you go, damn, this is hard. And, and so I, through looking at the Bible and then also kind of really diving into the mind of Christ within me, for me, I see something challenging about Jesus, and that is that he gives grace to everyone. But what is hopeful for me in my own humanity is I also realize, okay, yep, Jesus gives grace to everyone, but then he also gives that grace differently to different people. It's, it's not always in the same way. Because like, I think for most people, like giving grace, it's, it's easy with nice people, isn't it? Like with the people who just come out and apologize, <laughs> they just own their own stuff, right? With people who recognize what they've done or, or, or people who have simply made a mistake, it's, it's kind of easy with them. I mean, it's not perfectly easy, but it's a lot more easy to give grace, to be understanding, to have some, have some compassion and patience, right? It, it's, it's, it's easier with those people. And, and it's easier with people who genuinely need help, who, who maybe are, they're just down on their luck. They're having a bad day. They're, they've had some hard stuff hit them in their life. And, and, and it's easier to give grace. At least it should be. You re recognize the need. You recognize the situation. You go, oh, wow, this person needs my grace right now. And it's easier. But then we all know those people. And sometimes we are those people. Like I can, I can just imagine there are maybe some people who are listening to this podcast and they're trying to figure out how do they give grace to me? <laughs> because Chris Kratzer at times can be a genuine asshole. And, 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 but we, we, we know those people, they, they, their blip on our radar screen is super bright and, and, and they're assholes and, and it's different. I mean, how do you give grace to people who you just want to punch in the throat because they do get under your skin. Uh, some of them gaslight the crap out of you. They, they refuse to accept responsibility. They, they never say sorry. They, they never want to apologize. 
They keep doing the same shit over and over and over again. And, and no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you try to, to correct the situation, nothing works. Some of them are narcissistic douchebags who it's all about them. Everything revolves around them. They're selfish pricks. And then it's those people who are all up into Jesus. They, they, they want you to think that they're all about Jesus, right? They, 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 they have the bumper stickers. They've got the, the, the T-shirts, and they've been to the conferences and the worship concerts. And, and yet you see them condemn everything that's different from them. You, you see them parading their faith around and, and acting all holy and spiritual, yet, yet they're completely self-righteous that they're completely judgmental and, and you see them and you just go, how in the hell am I supposed to give grace to those people? But yet I come back to center stage where I see that Jesus gives grace to everyone. And he gives grace to everyone a bit differently. It's never the same way with different people. We see different ways that Jesus gives grace, and in that, it gives me hope. Something rings true in my spirit to say, hey, you know what? I I probably don't need to, and I probably shouldn't be giving grace to everybody in the same way. And, and so I've kind of sifted out, I've kind of lifted out of, of what I'm learning that are three ways that Jesus gives grace to different people. And we see it in his example, and it rings true in my mind, in the mind of Christ within me, that we see Jesus, like, like one way is that he confronts. I mean, when Jesus confronts, he confronts. It's not like a wimpy confrontation. It's not like, oh, I just want to tell you something that's really bothering me. No, no, no. It's like, hey. Biatch. He gets up in their faith. He speaks truth. And he doesn't speak just truth. He speaks the whole truth. It's it's not it's not like veneered. It's not like like um it's not tone policed. It's not you know wrapped in velvet. No, no, no. It's it's real truth. And he gets up in their faith and, and he's like, I mean, gets up in their face. And he confronts, and who does he confront? He he confronts religious people. Um, self-righteous people. He confronts people who, who use their power for self and personal gain. He, use, he uses this confrontation with people who, who with old grace, people who are condemning, people who think they're all that in a bag of chips. He confronts religious people who use spiritual things in order to condemn and hurt and gain power and privilege over people. He confronts it. He just doesn't drive by it. He just doesn't turn, you know, a blind eye to it. No, no, no. He he gets up there and, and grace gives him the bravery to confront it. In fact, I've noticed that there are only two places in the Bible where it specifically records Jesus as being angry. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, that's where at least one of them is where he you know, turns over the tables. That's actually not one of them. The, 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 the Bible doesn't actually say specifically that he got angry. We only assume he did. But in both cases where he gets angry and upset 
and his neck veins start to pop out is the is where people are withholding grace. They're religious. They're self-righteous. They're judgmental. They're condemning. And it pisses them off. It is to those people, to those religious swindlers, he confronts. He turns over tables. He gets up in their faith and he face and he tells it like it is. And you say, well, how is that gracious? I have people come on my blog and on Facebook and, and just get all after me from being tough with those kind of people. Well, you're just painting a broad brush. No, I'm not. Well, you know, you're just too tough. You, you need to be more patient and understand. No, 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 I don't. Because it's an act of grace to confront spiritual darkness and religiosity when you see it. Because with those people, it's truth that will set them free. And if the truth isn't spoken, if the truth isn't spoken at a level and in a language that they're actually going to hear, maybe they won't listen, but they're going to hear it, right? Then guess what? It's never going to get through. Read some of the things that Jesus says to the religious, and you won't ever criticize me for what I say. He's brave enough to confront because sometimes grace needs to confront or it's not grace at all. It's selfishness. It's complacency. It's enabling. It's cowardice. It's passivism. And it's not helping. It's hurting. It's enabling. And there's a lot of us who need to conjure up the grace to confront because our non our non-confrontation is making things worse, not better. Our non-confrontation is the cancer. It's not the cure. And if we would just confront, if we just lay it on the line, if we just put it out there and have the grace and bravery to do it, there's at least a chance things can get better, but there's no chance in non-confronting in some situations and with some people. I mean, just take an example from my own story. I was that asshole, that conservative evangelical asshole of a pastor. I was that condemning self-righteous person that Jesus got angry with. I was the one withholding grace. I was the one condemning. I was the one condemning people to hell. I was the one condemning the LGBTQ community. I was the one who was racist. I was the one who was the asshole. And if it wasn't for the confrontation of people around me, if it wasn't for the confrontation of truth, I would still be there. Grace came in the form of confrontation in my life because that's what I needed. That's what would free me. Non-confrontation was a sentence to prison. Confrontation from others to address the evil within me, that was the key 
to my freedom. So sometimes grace is confrontational. And it must be or it's not grace. But then sometimes grace walks away. Sometimes grace just closes the door. Not forever, but certainly for a time. Sometimes grace just creates distance and sets boundaries and walks away. I kind of love that place where Jesus comes to that moment with these people. He's like, well, how can I? He's like, I can't do anything here. He says, nah, I can't help these people. I can't do miracles here. I can't. There's, there's nothing about me that's going to help. And it's best for me to just walk away. I mean, you just see Jesus at time going, mm, no, this isn't helpful. This isn't working. The best thing for me to do in this moment for all involved is to walk away. See, sometimes grace means having the bravery to set boundaries, to love from a distance. It means moving past our codependency on people's approval. It means recognizing that our peacekeeping is not helping anything. It's the problem. It's not the cure. See, it's grace sometimes to walk away. Because some people can only hear through the silence of our distance. <laughs> Let me say that again. Sometimes people can only hear and change through the silence of our distance. It's not giving up, but it is creating space. See, sometimes grace is in what we don't do. Let me say that again. Sometimes grace, the best expression of grace with certain people in certain circumstances is, is to recognize that grace is in giving what we don't do. It's not arguing sometimes. It's not playing the game sometimes. It's not staying in that narcissistic system. It's Sometimes it's it's in what we don't do. It's in not screaming and shouting. It's in not punching them in the throat. It's not in saying things. It's in saying not saying things that we shouldn't or or that we're going to regret. Sometimes it's just creating space, walking away, and say, "Hey, listen, I got to take a break." Because sometimes grace walks away and realizes, with some people in some circumstances, they can only hear things can only get better through the silence of our distance. And so I see Jesus sometimes giving grace through confrontation. I see Jesus sometimes giving grace through walking away, setting boundaries and saying, hey, nope, I'm not playing the game anymore. But then I also see Jesus giving grace through this thing called forgiveness. And let me just, before I tell you what forgiveness is, I want to talk about what forgiveness isn't, because I think for people, there's a lot of confusion and they're, they're, they don't see forgiveness as a good solution because they don't understand what it is. See, forgiveness is not retrusting. 
Forgiveness is not denying that a problem or a hurt or a harm has existed. It's not passiveness. Forgiveness isn't like, oh, well, it's okay. We just need to forgive and forget. No, 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 no. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness isn't erasing everything that's happened and playing dead and pretending there are no more issues. Forgiveness doesn't mean, oh, well, we're just going to automatically go back to the way things were as if nothing happened. That's not what forgiveness means. In fact, that's not forgiveness at all. Now, here's what forgiveness is, okay? Forgiveness is emotionally releasing the person of a debt that they are not willing or they cannot repay. See, maybe there's a person in your life, maybe it's the father who abused you, who cannot give you your childhood back, your innocence back. They stole from you, they took from you, and they either are not willing to repay or they cannot repay. It's the circumstance, it, it's the firing, it's the it's the bad event, it's the whatever it is that that they took. It took something from you, it stole, it hurt, it harmed you in some way. And either that situation, that person, it, it cannot repay you. It can't give you back what it's stolen, what it's taken away. It cannot repair what's been hurt or that person refuses to. They won't apologize. They won't own up to what's going on. They refuse to acknowledge. They gaslight. They explain it away. They blame something else. They might even blame you. And it's emotionally releasing that person of the debt that they cannot or will not repay. It's not saying that everything's okay. It's actually saying that you are going to be okay. See, it creates the possibility, not the promise. Listen to me very carefully. Forgiveness creates the possibility, not the promise, for restoration or the redefining of the relationship. See, see, forgiveness negates judgment. Doesn't negate discernment. It negates judgment. Judgment means that you've locked the door and you've thrown away the key. You will never, ever have any kind of connection, contact, relationship of any kind with that person ever again. You've judged them. You've judged them to be unvaluable. You've judged them to be incapable of any kind of change, any kind of transformation, and any kind of relationship in the future with them. And what forgiveness does Forgiveness is an act of grace because it creates the possibility, not the promise. It creates the possibility that that relationship perhaps can be redefined. Not necessarily restored. Not necessarily reconciled. But at least potentially redefined. And that redefinition could mean and look like a lot of different things. It could mean that, you know, when you see him in the Walmart, 
you don't flip them the middle finger every time. Maybe just sometimes. <laughs> the redefinition can look a lot differently. It means that, you know what, you're just, you're willing to speak to them. At least you're willing to speak to them. It, it, it could be a, a redefinition in that, you know what, we're just going to have to give this time. I'm not saying never, I'm just saying time. And we need to reevaluate the relationship. See, it leaves the door open for the possibility of re-evaluation of the person and the relationship. It doesn't Motel 6 them in the sense of turning the light off. It Motel 6 them in the terms of keeping a light on, keeping a possibility, not a promise, but a possibility. That's forgiveness. Forgiveness is emotionally releasing a person of the debt that they owe you, that they cannot or will not repay. And in so doing, you are not only giving grace to them, you are giving grace to you. It's difficult giving grace to assholes. It's grace. It's hard giving grace to yourself. But it is grace that can be given because grace is brave. It's brave enough to confront when confronting is what is needed. It's brave enough to walk away, to shed the codependency, to set boundaries when walking away setting boundaries and shedding codependency is what is needed. It's brave enough to forgive when forgiveness is what is needed. Because why? Because grace is brave. Be brave. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode number seven. Hey, do me a favor. I'd love to hear from you. You can go on to the Grace is Brave, Be Brave podcast Facebook page. Look for that. You can also find me on Facebook in my personal profile. Love to hear from you there as well. Also, wherever platform you're listening to this from, I would love for you to give it a review and to also share it, if you don't mind. I have lots of people already listening to this podcast. Super excited about that. And I hope you are too and are willing to share this podcast with other people. Well, until the next podcast, episode number eight, I wish you well. Love you much. God bless. Mm-hmm.